values, and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. It is the Mike Broomhead Show, and my name is Mike as well. Mike Opelka, in for my friend, Mike Broomhead. And you guys know it already. You couldn't have a better friend in the world than Mike Broomhead. And I'm uh, thrilled to be here, honored to be here. Thank you. Thank you for supporting this program and my friend, Mike Broomhead. A lot of stuff I have to get to in this hour and uh, some stories that are not getting enough coverage. And we'll talk about this because the mainstream media has an incredible power. And that is the power to ignore. There may be no greater power that the mainstream media has other than the power not to cover something. And that is done to keep their agenda front and center. So if a story conflicts with the agenda of the mainstream media, it's going to get buried. And there are such stories that are getting buried. For example, the child, uh, he's not a child, he's an adult, 18 years old. The tragic story of the young man in North Dakota who was killed by a Democrat, a 42-year-old Democrat. It... um, it's heartbreaking to see this story because this angry man ran over, allegedly, reportedly, that's what we've been told, ran over this young man with his car and killed him because he had an extreme political view in the mind of the accused, the 40 one now 42 year old guy he's out on on bail he was allowed to get out with a pretty low bail and uh, celebrate his 42nd birthday which this this young man will never be able to celebrate another birthday and that story had the had the um, political parties been reversed had it been a 18 year old democrat run over by a 41 year old republican my goodness it would be wall to wall It would be all over the media, night and day, without question. But you're not hearing anything about that. No, you're not hearing anything about that. And that's because of information domination, media dominance. And uh, we'll get into that in a little bit because there there are a couple of stories out there that need to be focused upon, that people aren't paying enough attention to, Uh, not only... That situation. But the one we talked about earlier in the program with Wendy Patrick, the attorney, the prosecutor, about the gentleman, the pro-life activist who is now charged after the FBI raid. Hopefully he will get justice, just as uh, we saw that that, uh, case dropped earlier. The same case, basically. There are a lot of stories out there today. A lot of stories. Uh, and I want to point out something as we are 42 days, 41 and a half days away from the midterm elections, that uh, Democrats are already lining up for the 2024 election. Yeah, they want to take the Joe Biden spot because a majority of Democrats are already saying, no, we don't want him running. He's not capable He doesn't have all the wires working in his brain. This is the United States Camara, for God's sake. Yeah, the United States Camara, for for God's sakes. You could find one of those every single day. 
one of those creepy statements from Joe Biden every single day. We go back a long way. She was 12. I was 30. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. How is that not creepy? And how is that not talked to in his ear every day and say, cut it out? Uh, Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, obviously is eyeing the White House. He's already been there to measure for drapes and curtains and new carpets, etc. He went there when Joe was out of town. But Gavin Newsom needs to start attacking outside of his party if he's going to be successful. I believe he really wants this. And when you look at all the possible candidates, obviously the vice president always gets a nod. But let's remember Kamala Harris, just she's not up to the job. She's not up to the job she has right now as vice president. By the way, she is going to the border. She's going to be at the border tomorrow. Not our border, a border. She's going to be at the demilitarized zone in Korea, between North and South Korea. Now, why did we even send her there? Why is she there? I know it's an Indo-Pacific meeting. How about we fix all the problems at home first? But uh, Kamala Harris wants to run. Amy Klobuchar wants to run. Uh, I'm sure Liz Cheney will end up running. But Gavin Newsom is the one who I think the Democrats are going to ultimately turn to. Who's going to be his running mate? That's the big question. You know they want Stacey Abrams, the woman who has yet to concede the governor's race in Georgia that she lost several years ago. (laughs) She's running again and is far behind. But I guarantee you the uh, Democrats, if they select Gavin Newsom for 2024, and that race starts in 41 and a half days as well. The day after the midterm elections, we get into presidential election season. And if uh, Newsom is the presidential candidate, I guarantee you it will be a female of color who will have the VP role, even though she wants the president's role, too, even though she's woefully incompetent in that arena. But Newsom was out there picking fights. He was in Austin, Texas over the weekend at a big event, a big political event in Texas where uh, a whole bunch of Democrats were there. Hillary Clinton was there calling Trump and Trump supporters Nazis and likening them to uh, Adolf Hitler's Germany. It was crazy. And uh, (laughs) I had to laugh at that. But Gavin Newsom was out there picking a fight against Fox News and trying to paint Fox News as the enemy. And why is that? Because Fox is successful. So you have to go after him. Right, Governor? That primetime lineup on Fox, they're ruthless. I know. They dominate the most important thing in American politics today, and that's the narrative. Huh. Interesting. You have how many channels, how many newspapers that are controlled by Democrats, the richest man in the in the world, or depending on the stock market, Jeff Bezos is either number one or number two, controls the Washington Post, and you dominate social media. So you control the narrative, but you're focused on Fox. Why? Because they have what's known in the capitalist world as a free market success story. What you guys don't like that, you like the government to pick and choose winners and losers. But continue, sir. 
becomes secondary to narrative. They dominate with illusion. And we are getting crushed. You're getting crushed because uh, facts are coming out, not feelings. You also get the same confirmation from this guy over at CNN we call Don the Lemon, who's lost his primetime gig, and he's about to get bounced into a uh, not a not a solo hosted show, but he's one of three. But he called out Fox News for media bias. So, Jim, I'm, I'm going to start with you. The largest media empire in history. Give us some perspective on just how big, how powerful, how profitable the Murdoch family empire really is. We're, we're demonizing profitability here. That's what's going on. Look at uh, what they have here in the United States. The Fox News Channel, the Fox Broadcast Network, the Wall Street Journal, the New York Post. Uh, in the UK, they've got The Sun. They've got The Times of London. They, they control a lot of that newspaper market. They control a lot of the news market in Australia. That's, you know, a lot of the English-speaking world. They control news and a lot of entertainment. Hmm. And it's not always... Um journalistically there's the journalistic integrity is not always there when it comes pot calling kettle black maybe does someone at cnn saying that the journalism doesn't exist there the, the murdoch's media empire there is um, certainly a, a major political bias, and there is a, um, a preference for, um, for sort of a tabloid style, I guess you would say. Yeah, the irony is palpable, is it not? The fact that the Democrats and their media partners in the mainstream media, CNN, MSNBC, The Washington Post, so many other outlets, are now calling out Fox for being successful is laughable. Just wanted to share a little media perspective with you. So much more to get to. Um, we have stories that are going to knock you out. Uh, the, um, the Atlanta Braves visited the White House yesterday. And the question was asked in the press pool about whether or not it was appropriate for the Atlanta Braves and their tomahawk chop to be there. We'll get to that just around the corner. It's Opelka in for Broomhead on the Mike Broomhead Show. Values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show. KTAR News, 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. It is the Mike Broomhead Show with Mike Opelka. I also have strong opinions and what I believe are strong values. I'm a big believer in doing the work, showing up and doing the work and hoping the results follow. And if they don't, do better work and maybe you'll get better results. Huge believer in that. Uh, a lot of stories we have to get to. As I mentioned, there's a story that the mainstream media is not covering out of Mar-a-Lago. And that's the story about the security cameras that were supposed to be turned off when the FBI raided Donald Trump's home. But Trump said, no, we're not turning. His lawyer said, no, we're not turning them off. Well, the um, editor of UncoverDC.com has the scoop for us. And we're going to talk to her in just a little bit. I also have been uh, going back and forth and running through some of the things that uh, Senator Kirsten Sinema said yesterday while speaking at Mitch McConnell's center in Louisville. And uh, this was a big stinking deal yesterday. And it has irritated a whole bunch of Democrats. And anytime you can irritate a whole bunch of Democrats, I want to hear it. 
Here's a little bit of a Senator Cinema yesterday talking about the 60 vote threshold in the Senate. And I think she she nails it here. At least I I think she did in your talk. But can you expound on why you hold such support for the filibuster, especially when many others in your party have opposing views? That's such a great question, Madeline. You know, Senator McConnell mentioned this in his opening remarks, and I mentioned it in in my remarks as well. The danger of eliminating the 60-vote threshold is that the Senate becomes the House. And I remind everyone, I I left the House and ran for the Senate for a reason. (laughs) See, I think that's that's perfect. That answer is all you really need to know. I left the House and, and ran for the Senate for a reason. I didn't want to be part of mob rule, which is what the Democrats, especially those in the House, would like us to have happen. They would like to see mob rule, where the party in the minority has no protection. If you eliminate the filibuster, you really have no protection for the minority party. All you need is one vote. And then you can tell everybody on the other side to uh, sit down and shut up. And that's really not how this republic was built. It was built to try and make certain that the party in the minority had some say in what was going on. But for the past couple of years, the Democrats, with their control of the House and the Senate, have, have ruled with an iron fist Nancy Pelosi has not allowed reasonable dialogue on the bills that they have rammed through. And rammed through is the appropriate term. And in the Senate, if we just had two more seats, if we just get two more seats in the Senate, we can put a stop to the madness. It is so important. Forty-one and a half days from right now. And in, in part of my wild, crazy dreams, I wish somebody like a uh, cinema or a mansion would walk away from the Democrat Party. But they're not going to do it. Not yet. So we just have to elect more Republicans. That's all there is to it. It's Opelka in for Broomhead on the Mike Broomhead Show. And strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. It is the Mike Broomhead Show. Mike returns tomorrow. My name is Mike Opelka, friend of Mr. Broomhead's, and uh, thrilled to be here, happy to be here. I just got a notice. You know, the um, Congressional Budget Office came out with its estimate of how much more it's going to cost us just for this $10,000 student loan forgiveness that Joey Biden wants to do. And the Democrats, it's a bribe, obviously, 41 and a half days ahead of the midterms. And the CBO, the nonpartisan CBO, scored it at $400 billion. That's what it's going to add to the deficit. That's what it's going to do to inflation. And anybody who paid off their student loans or never needed a student loan could, because you worked hard and got your own scholarship or you set up your own business, you're going to get shivved on this one. It's not a good deal for you. It's a bad deal. And I hope people are realizing that. And uh, there's a lawsuit that's been filed, and hopefully it'll get some traction, because what's being done is not legal. But we'll get into that another time. I've been mentioning throughout the program that, uh, that there's video. 
from the security cameras at Mar-a-Lago that happened during the raid. And the mainstream media isn't covering it because the mainstream media is biased. And the majority of them have this information dominance thing where they pick and choose what you're going to learn and what you're going to be told and lectured to. And it really bothers me. That is such a powerful thing, the power not to cover something, to cover something up, essentially. And that's really not what the fourth estate is supposed to be about. Unless you are UncoverDC.com, which is a place where real journalism lives at UncoverDC.com. My friend Tracy Beans is the editor there. And Tracy Beans is joining us. Welcome, my friend. So proud to have you here. Oh, thanks for having me, Mike. What a great intro that was. Well, you know, I believe, truly believe that the media's power is not to tell us a story, but to avoid telling us a story. And therein lies their ability to control the agenda. You're 100% right. That is 100% correct. God, I love hearing that. I don't hear that. As a guy who's married 30-plus years, I don't hear you're 100% correct often enough. So thank you for that. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you're here, as I said. And uh, the story that you posted late, late, late last week about what's going on between the judge and uh, the special master who was appointed and the FBI, DOJ, and Donald Trump may be con- contingent upon some of the security video and what it captured at Mar-a-Lago. Now, before I ask you to delve into this, two things. I thought the uh, FBI told the the Trumps to turn off all the security cameras while they were doing the search, and I, I questioned the legality of that anyway. And I believe that Monday, yesterday, there was a deadline for some kind of documents to be turned over to the special master by the FBI. Um, Those two issues, can you lead with those? Sure. Number one, they were instructed to shut off the surveillance footage, and they said uh, no. So they didn't do it. Um, two, um, there there was a sealed filing in the case. We don't know what's inside of it, if it was um, an updated inventory list or if they're riding on the inventory list they already provided. Um, so we'll have to wait if that becomes unsealed in the future. We'll know. Okay, so maybe, maybe, maybe if that gets unsealed, you, of course, will have an update on it. Now, let's get into um, your your great story that uh, crossed last week still should be read today because nobody's covering this on the mainstream media. Nobody, not even the conservative outlets, seem to be leaning on the possibility that the Trump video security at Mar-a-Lago could have a huge impact on this entire proceeding. Yeah, so there's been this argument about the inventory list. Um, when uh, uh, an FBI raids a home and goes in and, and decides they're going to take things, they typically do it under very specific pretexts, like here's what we want and here's where it is. It's not typically let's go in and just rub our hands, run our arm across the desk and sweep everything into a box and then we'll sort it out later. That's just not how it works. But apparently that's what the FBI seems to have done when they searched Mar-a-Lago because they had Donald Trump's will. 
bill. They had Donald Trump's passports. They had articles of clothing they shouldn't have had. They had tax information, privilege information, all kinds of things. So the first inventory list that was provided to um, Trump's attorneys on site there was woefully inept. And they knew it was woefully inept because they found all these things that they didn't have any longer that were taken. So then they introduced another inventory list, which was a little bit better, but still not what is typically provided to people in situations like this. So one of the things the special master has said is, all right, you've made accusations over here on the plaintiff side, which would be Donald Trump, and the FBI is standing steadfast in their denial of what President Trump is saying. So let's let's have at it. President Trump, provide us a list of the things you think they took that they shouldn't have. Provide us a list of the things that they said they took that they didn't take. Provide us a list of the things that you think they may have even slipped in there, potentially. And let's square this thing all away as, uh, you know, the best we can. And by the way, government, if you have not provided an accurate inventory list, you'd better do so immediately so that this process can go on. Basically, they gave them another lifeline and also said, you'd better be right. Well, the interesting thing here is when you talk about what the special master, and I'm not even sure if I'm allowed to say special master anymore in these politically correct times, uh, what the what the special master said to Donald Trump's team is the only thing that's getting reported. You know, the the left side of the media keeps saying it's put up or shut up time. And there nobody's covering the the fact that the FBI and DOJ were told, hey, you got to come up with a little more accurate accounting of what you did and what you took. Yes. And it's 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 imperative because let's say they took things they shouldn't have taken. Right. Then. The entire case basically hinges. uh, They're not allowed to use any of that stuff. So if this was like a sweep to find all the things that they wanted to find about his taxes, then all of a sudden we get a Letitia James uh, lawsuit in in New York City. Like, who you know what I mean? Like they could have done anything with that information. Their team is 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 ridiculously biased. The judge in Florida agreed with them, appoints this guy. The left wing media comes out and says, look at him making all these accusations. Aha, the special master is going to get him now. But that's really not what's happening, Mike, at all. Hmm. They're saying it's time. It's time to square it all away. This is what my purpose is. We have a very short timeline. Let's get on this. And if there are disagreements, we're going to have an evidentiary hearing to have both sides play out their side of the story. And when that where that evidence comes in again is the fact that this entire raid was recorded. And on a Newsweek interview, just I guess a couple weeks ago, maybe. Donald Trump said, yeah, we have it all. We're not releasing it to protect the FBI agents involved. But it's such clear footage. You can really see everything. He doesn't say things like that by accident. Yeah, that was kind of like the time he showed the Taliban leader a picture of where the Taliban leader lived to tell him, hey, if I wanted to, we, we could drone this right now and you'd be dead. And, I, and what it, what happened afterwards, incessant mocking, oh, he doesn't know where the guy lives, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's just <laughs> ridiculous. Like, so the first hearing the special master had with these folks was was very deary as his name, the judge. He's very straight down the middle. So the way Politico reported it, 
he was scolding the Trump attorneys. Why aren't you just saying that everything was declassified and we can put this to bed? Like, and the Trump attorneys were saying, no, that's our defense. We shouldn't have to plead that out now before there are even any charges in this case. And everybody was kind of scratching their heads. Like, why wouldn't they just tell it? What just everybody knows people are walking around punditing about this all over the place. People have the scholarly, you know, the scholarly attorneys are talking about it everywhere. Just say it. So Politico wrote that as, haha, this guy's out to get Trump. He's not going to get away with this with him. But that that's really not what's going on here at all in this case. <laughs> so We're talking with Tracy Beans from UncoverDC.com about what's going on with the investigation into Donald Trump from the DOJ, the raid on Mar-a-Lago. Uh, Tracy, when we look at this, if we ever get a hold of that uh, that updated sealed inventory that was reportedly turned over yesterday, if we ever get any full clarity, a toe-to-toe arguing of the Trump attorneys versus the DOJ attorneys in front of the special master, is it a possibility? I know you're not a lawyer. I know you're not somebody who can who can try cases, but is it a possibility that all of this gets thrown out because there was so much taken in this sweep that it would basically disqualify the credibility? Yes. Wow. Wow. Yes. I, I, so I, I feel like all my time watching Judge Judy and Law and Order is paying off. Like I've come to the right decision. Yeah. I mean, you get to the point and not that there would be a law that would bar them from bringing an indictment for something. But you get to the point where the malfeasance and the credibility of what they've done. And, and there have been several former FBI agents that have come out and spoken about this. And, you know, they did everything wrong. They did everything wrong. They wouldn't let the attorney observe. You want the attorney to observe. You want the the party's attorney there to watch you while you're searching through their stuff. You know, you don't want FBI agents rifling through all of somebody's stuff while their attorney is on premises and you bar them from coming in. That like there's just a number of things that were done terribly wrong here. And if it turns out that the things that they took they weren't supposed to, if they put things there that that weren't there before, if they did any of those things, this entire case goes shebang um, immediately. Yes, I love that legal term shebang, and I, I know Ricky Martin sang a song about it, so that makes me happy to hear it being used in the courtroom. Uh, yep. The uh, the follow-up on this is going to be complete if you go to UncoverDC.com and track what Tracy Beans and her crew are doing, and you should be going there anyway. My friend, I hope you will stay in touch, and we will get the uh, the next update as soon as possible. Always, Mike, anytime. And there she goes. Uh, great information there. Real journalism. No agenda. Truth only. And the truth has no agenda. It's Michael Pelkin for Mike Broomhead. When we get back, let's go to uh, Fort Myers, Florida, and get a live update on what's going on with the hurricane that is bearing down on Tampa Bay and the the southwest coast of Florida. That's next on the Broomhead Show. Values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Welcome to it. Just about seven and a half minutes before the top of the hour, Mike Opelka in for my buddy Mike Broomhead, who, who returns tomorrow. 
And uh, while we're here enjoying a relatively warm climate without the fear of a hurricane, my friend Drew Steele, who is uh, also a radio pro extraordinaire, who lives in the Fort Myers, Naples, Florida area, which was in the crosshairs of the hurricane until uh, recently, but you never know with hurricanes, is joining us because I wanted to kind of get a handle on what's going on. I know Joe Biden has called the mayors of uh, Clearwater, Florida and Tampa. I don't think he's called your governor yet, Drew. Do you know anything about that? I, I haven't heard anything about it. Nope. But uh, <laughs> I would uh, I'd be interested to see if he does. Uh, he probably should be. Yeah, you would hope that in times of distress, like a major hurricane, Category 3, possibly Category 4 hurricane, raking the the western coast of Florida and wreaking untold havoc and damage and maybe loss of life, that, that we'd put politics aside and talk about helping the people of Florida. But I don't know if that's going to happen. So where are you guys? Are you in any threat in the Fort Myers, Naples area? Well, you know, as you try to keep track of this particular storm, it gets so tricky because not too long ago, it was going to be a big pine key. It was going to be a panhandle storm. And then all of a sudden it becomes a Tampa storm kicking. And still people are talking about Tampa, but now they're talking south of Tampa, Sarasota area, and not too far from us. And we're still in the cone. And the cone is a weird thing because typically... As you get closer and closer, obviously, to the shore, you know, you start to uh, see everything shore up, all the spaghetti models, you know, the spaghetti that you, you constantly yeah. see, and you're trying to wonder the what all that's about. Yeah, it's the weather yeah. spaghetti. Yeah, it's the uh, meteorologist spaghetti. I got a minute left, Drew. Uh, are yeah. you guys going to gut it out, or are you going to leave? No, we're here. I mean, I'm going to be here. Certainly, there's a lot of people that are leaving. There's been mandatory evacuations uh, in certain zones and areas along the coast and uh, a little further inland, too, as well. So, yeah, there's some evacuation notifications going on right now. Uh, and we're still in that cone. We're still in that area where we uh, we could uh, take a direct hit. But uh, it's been jogging back and forth. But we are certainly going to feel the hurricane force winds. We're going to get all of that in this area. So uh, we are, you know, we're hunkered down here. Uh, but a lot of people are even yeah no doubt about it well i'm glad you bought all that uh prepper food you know for times like this <laughs> you, you might it's need under it. the bed i'm looking at the box right now oh there's the box right there it's, i keep it close <laughs> stay safe my friend my best to your family your dad and your your wife and your son take care all right, back at you. We'll see you soon. There he goes, uh, Drew Steele. He's he's a radio pro. That's why he he knows how to speak in sound bites when you give him the cue that we got to get out of here. Um, there's um, news out of the White House. Joe Biden was just speechifying. We'll talk you talk to you about that. Update you on that. And another hour of the Broomhead Show with Opelka in for Mike.